Hello my friends, welcome back to another one. Today we're talking about why you're not losing fat. And this is simultaneously very, very simple and also very complex. So the reason it's simple is because if you're not losing fat, it's because you're eating too much. You're consuming too many calories. And that is, at the very end of it, the reason why your calorie deficit or the calorie deficit that you think you're in is not working. But it's complex because there are many, many, many different things that can influence that. And we're going to talk about some of those things here today. And hopefully it is helpful to you in some way. So most of you that are trying to lose fat will be following some kind of dietary protocol or change in your diet. And this will typically fall into the category of something like portion control guidelines, something that I use with some of my clients are using your hand as a guide, as an example. You may be using a meal template. You may even be following a meal plan. You may have some sort of a guide on how to portion out your meals. So that might be the first thing. You may be using some kind of food group guidelines, removing carbs, removing fats, removing a particular type of food group, and that is what you're using to create the calorie deficit. You may be calorie slash macro tracking, something that a lot of my clients use as well. And you may be changing the times that you eat and using an intermittent fasting protocol or an eating window. Or you might be using a combination of some of those things. And they're all very valid. They all have their place. I use all of them in particular scenarios with particular clients. But I think if you're not losing fat, the first thing that we need to do is to look at your portions and that that's important because obviously if you are under the impression that you are eating a certain amount and that will lead to fat loss but it's actually not an appropriate portion or portions of food for your particular body stats you know your weight your your gender your height and also your activity level then you're not going to end up getting into the calorie deficit, which leads to fat loss. So let's use an example here. Let's say you're following a meal guidelines where you have, as an, as an example of one meal, you have a piece of salmon, you have a portion of rice and your vegetables, right? So this is a really good meal and you know it's healthy. It has lots of good aspects to it. It's high in protein, high in healthy fats, your vegetables and all the rest of it. So most of you would agree with me that that is a pretty damn good meal, right? Now, let's say the portion of rice that you're having in this instance is 80 grams uncooked, right? So I generally recommend that if you are weighing slash tracking things, that you should go for the uncooked weight when it comes to rice and grains and stuff like that. But let's say you're not weighing it, right? You're, you're, you're just eyeballing it. Um, you're supposed to be having 80 grams of uncooked rice, but you're actually having 110 grams, which is a good bit more. And... I think what's what's very important to note here is in isolation this won't have a large impact you know if you're if you're having if you're misjudging a single portion of rice this is not going to have a massive impact but if you're doing this across your entire diet across a full 24 hour day of eating and then a, a seven day week and then a 30 to 31 day month then this is what's going to really stop you from achieving your fat loss and i think i always say to people the worst situation to be in is to be psychologically set up for a fat loss phase you know you, you're you've told yourself that you're that you're going to be restricting calories and you're going to be doing this diet to lose fat but it's not actually working 
So that that's that's an incredibly frustrating place to be in, and that's hopefully what I'll I'll try and help you resolve today. So I think that's the first thing I would recommend that you get a very clear idea of what a good portion is for your specific body stats, your weight, your gender, your height, age. As I mentioned before, you can use the Omni calculator to calculate your TDEE and then subtract your fat your fat loss calories from that. And as I say, if you're not using a calorie tracking method and you're just using portion control guidelines, you need to make sure that the portions are appropriate for you. So I don't know what what particular diet your, your dietary protocol you're going to be following to help help you figure out what portions you should be using, but it is important that you figure out what an appropriate portion size is for you based on the things that, that we spoke about there. So that's portions. Making sure that your portions are appropriate for your body stats, your level of activity slash exercise, and of course, your rate of fat loss that you want to achieve. So next thing we can look at is the types of food you are eating. And could you potentially look at swapping some foods out so that you can eat less calories, but not less food? Now, I'll talk about this in more detail, and I will use the example of the meal of salmon, rice, and vegetables. So if we take salmon from that meal, salmon is great. It is a quality protein with healthy fats, but it is one of the more calorie-dense protein sources that you could be eating due to the fat content of it. Although the fats are good for you, it's still fat. Fat is a very calorie-dense micronutrient when you compare it to uh, carbs and fats. So, or carbs and protein, sorry. If you were to swap this piece of salmon for a leaner protein source, such as a leaner fish like cod or haddock or tuna or something like that, or even for another lean meat, such as turkey or chicken or lean pork or beef or low-fat sausages or something like this, then you would actually be able to have the same amount of meat. So you could have 150 grams of chicken instead of 150 grams of salmon, but you'd actually be eating less calories because you're eating a lean meat in this instance instead of a fattier version. So these, these are ways that you can swap foods around and still eat the same volume of food but eat less calories and this is kind of like what I call it a secret or what I call it a hack for fat loss but volume eating is essentially one of the most important aspects of a proper a properly done fat loss phase. So another example is full fat Greek yogurt. A lot of people eat full fat Greek yogurt because they've heard that it's good and yes Greek yogurt is good for you. Dairy products overall are health promoting, despite what you may hear. But I do think that if you're in a fat loss phase, that you shouldn't be having any high fat dairy. I think low fat dairy is superior in every way when you're dieting, because essentially if you take, say a low fat, high protein yogurt versus a full fat Greek yogurt, you're getting more protein and more volume, but less calories. And this is because they essentially remove the fat from the yogurt or whatever it is that you're eating this low fat dairy product and as i mentioned earlier with the salmon because the fat is removed it's calorie dense it's not as high in calories then as a consequence of that one thing to watch out though for is sometimes companies will add sugar to a low fat dairy product because the problem with pulling fat out of a food is that it sacrifices the taste it takes away from the taste of that product and if you have just a low a super low fat non-sweetened dairy product it's 
not going to be maybe that attractive to people. And at the end of the day, these companies are trying to make the products taste nice so that you buy them. So you do have to be careful of that and cognizant of that. Now, there are certain products that I eat that taste great, that are low-fat, high-protein, and the calories are good because they sweeten it with artificial sweeteners, which are safe, and they are very helpful whenever you're dieting. So examples of this are quark, skier, faye yogurt with some sort of addition of whey protein or some kind of flavoring that is sugar-free, um, or any of the 0% fat high-protein yogurts that are available to you. Um, in Ireland here we use, we have Glenisk is a, is a brand. Um, they do a good high-protein yogurt. And all you, to, to make sure that it's not super high in calories, you would just look on the back of the label and decide kind of right per 100 gram of yogurt which is usually what, what they write out i would generally look to try i would generally like to see that below 90 calories generally speaking if it's a if it's a well calorie controlled high protein low fat greek yogurt or dairy product in this case it would want to be below 90 calories per 100 gram. I think that's a generally good recommendation. So that's something for you to look out for whenever you are trying to lose fat. So we have talked about portions, making sure your portions are right for your particular body stats, your energy output, and your goals. We've talked about swapping foods for lower calorie alternatives without sacrificing volume slash the amount of food that you're eating. The next thing I want to talk about is hidden calories and general places where we think we're consuming less calories than we actually are and this is a real problem for a lot of people when they're losing fat now i say hidden calories they're not actually hidden because if they were hidden then you wouldn't probably be consuming them right but i'm more talking about things like extra sources of fat in your diet that you're not aware that you're having added sugar extra sugar liquid calories that you potentially think are not a problem but are contributing to your total daily calorie intake and then things like alcohol little snacks that you may be not half aware of that you're eating snacks shall we say grazing picking whatever you want to call it and these are all big contributors and they are all enough to massively negate and totally negate a calorie deficit that you're trying to maintain throughout a 24-hour period and then across a seven-day week as well so I'm going to talk about oils first. So people that use cooking oils or if you're frying a lot of food, this is a massive one because there could be between one to 200 to 300 calories added to your diet every day if you were to use cooking oil in two or three of your meals. And you know this is if you're shallow frying something or if you're, if you're baking something, but more so if you're frying things. And this oil can really add to your diet. Butter is another one and cream, like a big pitfall that people find themselves in is with soups. If they get a soup from a hotel or from a cafe, they will typically add butter and cream to make it really tasty. So uh, we were talking earlier about how companies want to make sure that their food tastes nice so that you buy it again. Restaurants and cafes are the exact same. They're going to add ingredients to make their food taste a lot nicer so the creams the butters the oils the added sugars these are all going to contribute to an increase in calories of the food that you're eating so 
this is another thing that you need to be very aware of. If you find that you're eating uh, a bowl of soup or a particular food that is very rich, it's very creamy, super tasty, then you can assume, and you should assume, that there is added fat, added butter, added cream to give it that rich texture. And unfortunately, that means that you're going to be getting a lot more calories from that than you think because soup by itself, it's just vegetables and broth. It's, you know, quite low in calories, but when they start adding creams and fat sources and stuff like that, this is where you can start to, to run into problems. Next one then is liquid calories. So things like sugary coffees. I'm sure you've seen graphics online where they compare the different calories of Starbucks drinks. Like some of these drinks are, it's crazy the amount of calories they can pack into them because it's a combination of cream or milk and sugar. And generally speaking, whenever you have a combination of fat and sugar and refined carbohydrates, um, you know, your starches and stuff like that, that is where you're really going to see a massive increase in calories. So be super careful of high calorie drinks like your coffees, um, any kind of smoothies that, that you don't make yourself, that you're not aware of the calories, you know, even those like innocent smoothies that you get out, those are, those are pretty big contributors. You have to be careful of milk as well. You know, I know a lot of people, especially if you're coming off a muscle gain phase, maybe where you're drinking milk and, and dairy products to get extra protein in, which is, which is really good. And that's a, that's a good thing to do if you're trying to build muscle is to be drinking milk products because they have protein. But if you're still doing that and you're going into a fat loss phase, the liquid calories are not providing as much satiation uh, and, and fullness as, say, a comparable meal of the same calories, right? Because it's very important that you understand that 200 calories of food that you have to chew and eat is going to fill you a lot more than 200 calories of orange juice or milk or a sugary coffee that you're going to drink. Next thing then is alcohol. Alcohol is massive for many, many reasons. But the big thing is that alcohol has seven calories per gram. So it's kind of in between carbs and fats. So carb uh, or protein, carbs and fats, sorry. Um, so protein and carbs is four calories per gram. Fats is nine calories per gram. Alcohol is seven calories per gram. So if you're drinking a lot of beer, a lot of wine, cocktails again combination of sugar and alcohol if you're drinking some of these more calorie dense alcoholic beverages it's going to massively increase your calorie intake for the day or the week or whatever it is and then also alcohol is stimulatory of your appetite so you know you get them some people experience the munchies whenever they're drinking alcohol you know you're more inclined to have pizza and and tasty food whenever you're drinking you know and and it's also because uh, alcohol creates some disinhibition in your brain you know you're a little bit looser you kind of you're more inclined to say ah i'm not really going to bother with this diet tonight I'm, I'm enjoying myself so these are all big considerations to make as well and then of course if you drink a lot <laughs> you're going to wake up the next day with a hangover and you're going to want hangover food so alcohol i will do a full video on alcohol in the future and some of the pros and cons to drinking and but also how you can lose fat while still drinking i'm not going to go into that today but it's just you need to have an awareness around alcohol and that sort of fits into your liquid calories as well and then the final thing then is your snacks snack accidents grazing picking all that type of stuff you know if you are the type of person that is picking throughout the day of different things and you know you're having a little handful of crisps here or a couple of squares of chocolate or a few biscuits or whatever that can absolutely bring you 
three, four, five hundred calories above where you want to be or where you think you are and that's why we call this hidden calories and that can be enough to negate a calorie deficit because if if, if we say the average calorie deficit is five or six hundred calories you know that that actually requires a good bit of work to put into and if we take the example of you know you've you're got, you've got your portions right and you're eating the right foods you know you you change your salmon rice um and vegetables you get the right portion of rice and you change your salmon to your chicken you do that right and that helps you create this calorie deficit but then you end up nibbling and, and picking and grazing on foods throughout the day and you maybe have some liquid calories then that totally negates the effort that you made with regards to your well portioned out dinner in this case now i'm not saying that it's you know you still did some good work by having that healthy dinner because it's health promoting but from a fat loss perspective which is what we're talking about today you need to be very aware of all these different things that could be contributing to your calorie intake without you knowing because as i said earlier the worst possible position you could be in is to be psychologically invested in the fat loss phase and you're in diet mode you're in fat loss phase mode but you're not actually losing any fat because you're consuming extra calories that is like the worst possible position you could be in so hopefully this video has helped you become more aware of where some of these extra calories are coming from and where your fat loss slash or your calorie deficit may be being negated and hopefully it helps you remedy that and you can continue losing fat now if you'd like any further help with this please don't be afraid to shoot me a direct message on instagram at dean.macaloon if you are listening to this via podcast please like and subscribe on whatever podcasting app that you're using if you're on youtube please subscribe to the channel like comment all that good stuff and if there is any particular topics you would like me to cover just let me know and i will cover them in the next podcast slash video so i want to thank you guys for watching slash listening as always guys and i'll catch you in the next one